Hi, I'm your host, Alan. And this is Corbin. And this is your guide to Godzilla vs. Kong, released March 31st, 2021. Now, production for Godzilla vs. Kong began all the way back in 2015. After the release of Kong Skull Island, there were rumors that were circulating that a Godzilla vs. King Kong movie would be eventually released. Well, on October 14th, 2015, that rumor was put to rest when it was officially announced that King Kong vs. Godzilla remake would be happening. They also announced that there would be a MonsterVerse, wrapping together Kong Skull Island and the 2014 Godzilla. Along with King Kong and Godzilla, they would also bring Mothra, Rodan, and King Godira. Now, of course, these monsters ended up in the Godzilla King of Monsters of 2019. So in March 2017, writers Patrick McKay, J.D. Payne, Lindsay Beer, Kat Vasco, T.S. Nolan, Jack Paglin, and J. Michael Sarkinski were brought onto the project to start writing, with the head writer, Terry Rosio. And in May, Adam Wingard was brought on to be the director of Godzilla vs. Kong. He stated in August that he wanted people to be really teary-eyed when they left the theater, as he wanted to focus more on the emotional drive of the monsters. Now, obviously, one of the big things with Godzilla vs. King Kong in that original film was who won, as there was a lot of controversy over whether it was really King Kong or if there was a separate cut where Godzilla was the one who was the victor. And Wingard did state that I do want there to be a definite winner with this new film. And so November 12th kicked off principal shooting in Hawaii, with some of the areas being set up for shooting having signs labeled Apex on them. Now, release was pushed back a few months from March 2020 to November 2020, not due to the COVID-19 pandemic, although that did play a role a little bit later when it was pushed back again to May 21st, 2021 because of that. But then they moved it back up to March 2021 a little bit later. Now, along with the release of the film, there were a number of other publications, namely Godzilla vs. Kong, Godzilla Dominion, and Godzilla vs. Kong, Kingdom Kong, which were both graphic novels published on March 31st, 2021. Along with this, there was Kong and Me, which is a children's book, a Godzilla vs. Kong novelization, Godzilla vs. Kong, Sometimes Friends Fight, But They Always Make Up, which is another children's book, and Godzilla vs. Kong, One, One Will Fall, The Art of the Ultimate Battle Royale, which is an art book based on behind-the-scenes concepts for this movie. Now, originally, Godzilla vs. Kong was going to be put on Netflix, or at least there was a deal that was out there for $200 million, but they ended up siding with HBO Max and dropped the deal. That way they could release it in theaters and on the streaming service at the same time. And of course, later after this, Warner Brothers just in general would, release, would go on to release all of their movies on both HBO Max and in theaters. All right, so as we know, March 31st, 2021 was the release of Godzilla vs. Kong. Uh, now, it has only been a couple of days as of, as of this recording since this movie came out, but uh, Corbin, have you had a chance to take a look at the ratings yet? So I looked at the ratings, and I wrote them down in the spreadsheet, but I'm looking at mm -hmm. them again, at least over on IMDb, and I'm going to have to change a couple things. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's one of uh, that's one of those things where the since it's brand new, it's going to fluctuate quite a bit. Mm -hmm. um, but as of this recording, which is April second, uh, I have an IMDb score of a six point nine and a meta score of a sixty, which is and I and I did check a couple of days. Well, when I watched this, would have been the day released, and these scores were most definitely higher when I checked on Wednesday. Yeah. So they've gone down. Yeah, I checked them the day after it came out because that's when mm -hmm. I watched it. IMDb rating was, a, I saw it as a straight seven with a meta score of 61, which puts it right in the green. A 60 right. is in the yellow. So I just pulled it up on my phone now. 
it is Cod's Godzilla versus Kong is now at a 6.8. Oh, okay. So it's just going down. It's dropping. The Metascore is the same though. Okay, well then that must have just changed recently because I wrote up these scores like an hour before we began recording. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> so who knows how uh, accurate these are going to be in a bit, but <laughs> just to kind of give an idea upon like first release, as we have already seen, uh, things are kind of dropping. Um, yeah. Which when I checked on Wednesday, it was at a 7.2. Oh. But you said you checked the day, you said you checked yesterday mm -hmm. and it was a 7.1. Yeah. And now it's at a 6.8. Yeah. So that still should be noted. A 6.8 as of right now is still a series high on IMDb. Mm -hmm. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Well, last time we noted that the Rotten Tomatoes scores were pretty high. And at least last I checked, um, which again was no more than an hour before we began recording, that was still kind of true. Um, critic scores at 79% and audience scores at 95%. So. Yeah. That's pretty high. I and mean, that's definitely certified if uh if they I don't think it's certified yet because it just came out, but no, it I could go down that route. It is certified fresh. Oh, is it? Okay. Well, there you go. And it is a series high. It's um not too far off from the other ones. The other the original Godzilla is at a 76% certified fresh. This one's 79. It has the Rotten Tomato audience score beat by a long shot at a 95%. That's pretty hard to mm -hmm. top. So yeah, that's interesting because almost 80% of critics gave it a favorable review, whereas right. Metascore is generally mixed, but 60 is not terrible. Um, but I guess what I'm getting from this is that audiences are enjoying it and critics are actually liking it too. Yeah, it, it does seem like that. I mean, now, of course, Metascore is always the more critical of right. the two critic scores we look at. Um so a 60 is not that bad, No, but it has gone down since we both looked at it. So we'll see where it eventually ends up. Um, now, as of right now, it does have a letterbox score of a 3.2, which is still pretty, you know, it's, that's still relatively high. Um, that yeah. seems to be more in line with the IMDb score to me because it's out of five. Mm -hmm. But the cinema score is at an A as Whoa. of right now, at least. Um, which is finally breaks that B was a B plus, right? <laughs> yeah. Everyone, every other film had a D at a B plus except for this one now. Yep. It finally broke the B plus string. Yeah, it actually finally broke this that streak. So audiences gave mm -hmm. it an A. So I I had no idea what to expect with these scores going into this movie, but I gotta say I think this is hopeful for for what we'll think of the movie. You know, right. that's any indication that it's really not too bad but we'll see now and when it comes to budget um i found some conflicting reports because on the numbers it was 155 million what? but on um wikipedia it said it was anywhere from 160 to 100 million no no i can guarantee this movie didn't cost 100 million dollars because oh yeah the other budgets were way out of uh way beyond that so i found on imdb this it was a budget of 200 million <laughs> Okay, so yeah, there <laughs> are definitely some conflicting reports. It seems like we're um, give or take about $50 million here. <laughs> yeah, I was guessing with the movie this fresh, box office and budget stuff would be a little iffy on its accuracy. And of course, we cannot give you the final box office standing since this movie just released and whatnot, because we'll have to right. wait, wait a few weeks. And if there's ever a sequel to this one or another installment, then we can come back and 
talk about the final stuff. But for now, is this doing okay at the box office? I don't, are theaters open yet? I don't know. <laughs> so it did release in about 2,400 theaters, um, which is not, I mean, not bad considering a worldwide pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, so far, uh, it's made $9.6 million in the box office. Um, for US? Was, oh, sorry, for opening weekend. Okay. Domestically, $16.3 million, four and $129.2 million, although it should be noted that they got this movie, I think, a little bit, uh, they got this movie before, that we, before we did. Okay. Um, so, so far, worldwide total of $145.5 million. That is actually very impressive for a movie mm-hmm. releasing during COVID-19 and what's all going on with the not all of the theaters reopened back up yet. So I'm I'm actually impressed with that. Yeah, th- those numbers are not are really not bad. Um, now, of course, the majority of it as of right now is coming from um, foreign markets. Uh-huh. I, as I mentioned, it came out there first. But given what state, you know, the world is in right now this is not so this is not bad returns Mm-mm. now obviously we, it's ha- kind of hard to say what it would be making on hbo max right now um <laughs> but i would be willing to guess that it would be a pretty sizable amount as well yeah that's true so i did notice for the writers that max bornstein is back no surprise mm-hmm. he's been there this whole time eric pearson is new um, we got a new cinematographer, Ben Saracen. Uh, we got Tom Holkenberg, aka Junkie XL, doing this score. Um, Josh Schaefer is new for editing, and uh, Tom Hammock is on production, and Owen Patterson is coming back from the original mm-hmm. film in 2014. So he is back like seven years later, but mostly a new crew. So yeah, we have like a healthy mix of new and return mm-hmm. returning people for this production. It looks like yeah, it's some new people. So, but also some people that have been here before. So that's not surprising since they, uh, for some reason, Warner Brothers always switches up the crew on mm-hmm. these movies. Right. I guess the crew member that I was most curious and worried about. We talked about this bef- off the show. Is Adam Wingard coming in? He's, right. He did a. You said he did a segment for the horror anthology movie VHS, which I mm-hmm. haven't seen, so I can't speak to how good it is. Um, he did the second sequel to Blair Witch, which I, I, have you seen that? Um, I think it's actually a remake. Oh. Um, oh. Okay. Well, I haven't seen I, it, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I have. I have seen it. Um. Well, let's just say my score on IMDb for it when I rated it, which this. This came out 2016, so I think I watched it around that time. Mm. Uh, it's at a three right now. <laughs> Ooh. So if that tells you anything. Um, I have seen VHS. He did, a, I think, think it, the opening segment of VHS. He also did VHS 2, but I haven't seen that. Um, mm. I remember the opening segment of VHS. has been a number of, of years since I watched it, because I watched that when I was in college. Um, it was fine at best. <laughs> from what i remember and just complete garbage at worst but his segment i'm trying to remember what his segment was um it was the opening one so i remember it being the better out of the others so mm. i haven't seen vhs too so maybe there's some promise here everything else from him i don't think i've seen 
Um, no, wait, I have seen Death Note. Corbett, yep. have you seen the remake of Death Note? I have seen, yeah, I've seen the awful American live action adaption of Death Note. Oh, gosh. And this is coming from, we are Death Note fans. I just actually mm -hmm. picked up the complete series on Blu-ray. I love the anime. I don't know if that, I don't know if that was his fault. But something was really off with that movie. Yeah. So I've yeah. seen, I've only seen that and I've seen, um, it looks like possibly, no, no, I guess not. So I've seen Your Next also, which came out in 2011. He's done a lot of okay. horror stuff. It wasn't terrible. It really wasn't great. Um, it was okay. So honestly, coming into this, looking at what he's directed, I'm very, very confused why they gave him this movie and very skeptical. Yeah, I'm on the same page as you are. Um, I'm pretty skeptical given that I've seen uh, at least a couple of the movies that he's been a part of. I've seen two movies he's been a part of and one movie that he did a segment in and all of them have very negative scores for me. <laughs> so I'm coming yeah. in um, pretty skeptical myself. Mm-hmm. I will, Corbin. Thank you for joining me. Sure thing. Um, I'll see you on Monday, but do remember to come back on Monday because we'll be doing this movie, of course. We'll be reviewing our full thoughts on Godzilla vs. Kong. But also stay tuned as we'll be doing A Quiet Place followed by Bird Box. Um, so you don't want to miss that. And after we do those two, we're going to start our Denis Villeneuve retrospective. So we'll see you on Monday, listeners, for Godzilla vs. Kong. The Silver Screen Guide podcast is edited and produced by Alan and Corbin. Intro and outro music is created by Thomas Rankin. The thoughts and opinions herein expressed are those of the individual and do not necessarily represent those held by Silver Screen Guide. Silver Screen Guide is not affiliated with any company or individual involved with the creation of this movie or TV show. No portion of the podcast may be used without express written permission from Silver Screen Guide.